Can Virginia play another lights out game against Duke on the defensive end? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Virginia, your daily podcast on the Virginia Cavaliers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good day, viewers and listeners. I am your host, Big Law, Lawrence Johnson, and welcome to the Locked On Virginia Cavaliers podcast, your first place to come to get your Wahoo fix every day as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's title sponsor is FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash Locked On today to get started. So yes, the date is 211, 211, I like that number, 211, 2023, and we're here to discuss what's going on with, first of all, Duke and Virginia, and this is one of the only times Virginia's going to get a shot at playing this team, and also just an incredible basketball weekend it is. You have a ton of ranked games or ranked teams playing each other today, and um, and if it's not ranked, it's uh, a, a bunch of uh, really named blue bloods or popular teams playing each other. Um, you know, because as of right now, just thinking about you know what Virginia has in front of them as far as a task, they have a great opportunity right now. Um, you know, you have to look at the entire picture. I get it. You want to stay laser focused on your team, the team that you like, the team that you cover, the team that you root for, the team that you pay tickets to go see. But you're not truly getting the big picture unless you broaden your horizons, you broaden your vision, you know, you take the blinders off. You want to open it up a little bit, especially this time of the year. I understand being focused in the beginning, but right now you got to kind of see who's in on the tournament. If you are if you do feel like you're going to make the tournament, where your seating is, where your positioning is, you're coming up to tournament play, and this is where I need my viewers, listeners, fans, and friends to open it up a little bit. I need you to kind of see Virginia's path, uh, and I know we got Duke today, and Duke, the much most hated Duke, I said this in my last show, there are two types of fans or two fan bases I cannot stand. Actually, there's three, all right? The Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Duke Blue Devils. Absolutely cannot stand that fan base, being a Virginia supporter. I just don't feel like, I don't know, it just maybe stems from uh, what Coach K left it. I know he left an incredible legacy, but there's a new sheriff in town in the ACC. There's a new elderman. Uh, superior winning elderman in the ACC, and they almost anointed Tony Bennett the, the the mantle of best coach in the ACC. And I don't think that's up for debate right now, being that Duke is really struggling um, compared to their standards. Usually, they're one or two in the ACC, but uh, John Shire's having a hard time 
down there in the uh, in the triangle, and and, and we're going to try to contribute to that uh, later today. Of course, I will be there as well. Uh, you know, when the game tips off at four o'clock on ESPN, make sure you get there with your favorite beverage of choice and all of the snacks, foods, wings, whatever you're going to get. Make sure you're there. You're not late. It's really cool. You can also get some of the pregame. Uh, you know that they do. They do a great job of putting together some pregames, but you know, before we really jump into this tale of the tape, because this is what it is, there's a ton of great games today. One in particular that I am totally in on. I have to see what's going to happen with this game. Duke plays Virginia, of course, but the UNC Tar Heels against the Clemson Tigers. This totally directly affects the position the Wahoos are in. Right now, the Wahoos are tied for first in the ACC with uh, Clemson and with Pittsburgh. Of course, Pittsburgh has the tiebreaker because they did beat uh, UNC, but we have to keep the streak or, or restart a streak, which they did, uh, got the first win against NC State to start another streak. And now Duke is here. This win is, is, is needed by the simple fact that out of the seven games that are left, you got three really, really tough teams or tougher teams, I'll say. Duke, UNC, Clemson. They have to sweep these, these uh, three games in addition to playing Louisville twice, Boston College. Uh, uh, was it Louisville, Boston College, and um, I think they play Notre Dame as well. So they have to get this game. And this is a great time to, to beat Duke because they're vulnerable. You know, they're not the the team that a lot of people expected them to be this year. When Coach K retired, you figured he was handing over another superior team. This is a pretty good team. They're not superior like you usually usually used to seeing what Duke is. They're, they're a decent team. They're, they're, they're a good team by regular standards, by other teams, but this is a very down year. They took a 20-some-odd point loss. Uh, the last time that they played, and it was uh, Wake Forest, I believe. Wake Forest really put the screws to them, and this was a a game I feel is is one that we can definitely kick them while they're down, so to speak. But big games, UNC, Clemson this uh, weekend, this Saturday, Alabama, Auburn, UConn, Creighton, UVA, and Duke. You know, then there's a whole bunch of other ones where – these there's just ranked teams is gonna affect what happens with the rest of this uh, this season as far as rankings and getting in the tournament season. But before we get into our before we get into our show more, let's talk about FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. 
you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to whoever will score a touchdown. Talk about any bets, you know, I mean, for me, you know, talking about, you know, some of these bets that are out there, you got, you know, bracket season on the way, Super Bowl right here. This is the opportunity. If you're really not a better, this is where you can get in and start making some cold, hard cash. I'm telling you, if there's a time of the year where you want to make some money, where the where, where FanDuel is willing to give you some money just for trying, jump on, get it, see, see what it's about. You know, I feel like it's a great opportunity to possibly, you know, earn some uh, cohort cash and also get some benefits, you know, um, you know, of the, you know, of winning, you know, and then if you don't win, you still get some benefits from, uh, from FanDuel. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you get paid for winnings, winnings instantly. But uh, yeah, you know, I think the app is really cool. It's secure, but you know, get it right now. Get get started. Get the Super Bowl going. Then, of course, you know, the biggest bet, one of the biggest things in the world people people do are the brackets. You know, office brackets. I mean, there's brackets everywhere. What they used to say at ESPN, the sheet of integrity, <laughs> or whatever that was with Mike and Mike. Just, just get into it, man. It's, it's fun, and like I said, you could get some benefit from it if you win. So join today on FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports partner of the NFL. And that's cool, partnering with the NFL. They're 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 doing it, man, and, and we're great, and we're gracious to have them with us. But UVA Duke, tail of the tape, you know, this is a huge game. We have a chance to smack the Blue Devils while they're down, and this is what I meant that has to happen. I'm I'm excited about it. They're coming off of a defensive dominant game against the best offense in the ACC. NC State, who they just beat, was averaging 80 points a game. UVA held them to 50 points, 30 points below their average. You, that's really unheard of when you're talking about a ranked team, when you hold a, a ranked top 25 team to 30 points below their average. That is a butt kicking. And then you beat them by over 10 points. So Tony Bennett went back to having Caden in the game, which in my opinion, changes the defense from an above-the-rim standard. Sure, we got guys on the perimeter who can guard, but you also need an element of a big in the middle who can either change shots or block shots. You know, and if you have that element there with the way this pack line is played and, and your big man can get to some of these spots when they're running double teams or when he's hard hedging, you know, and he has good feet to get back with Cedric, does sometimes he makes mistakes with it but this is the opportunity for uva to number one if unc does what i think they're going to do i think unc is going to beat clemson today and if unc beats clemson uva would jump up to the number one seed 
by themselves. Right now, as I said earlier, there, there's a three-way tie for number one. In Pittsburgh, we'll have to see about them. But uh, like I said, 4 o'clock ESPN, uh, UVA's record is 18-4, 10-3 in the ACC. Duke currently is a, has a 17-7 and record, 8-5 in the ACC. Not bad, but um, they're definitely looking um, to try to get themselves back on track after a big loss. Uh, Tony Bennett, this surprised me. His, uh, his record overall against Duke is 5-13. and 13. That's probably the worst record for him in the ACC. I don't see... Uh, I, I know they go back and forth with Duke. Uh, and check that out. You know that's right. You know, about to take a swig here. You know, my favorite beverage of choice. But look at that. 219. You guys see it. So let's see if we can get 2023 on the board as well. But um, Taylor to take points per game uh, right now. UVA is averaging 70 points. 70 is a magical number. UVA is undefeated when they score 70 points uh, in this year, 70 points a game. Uh, Duke is averaging 71.9. But for Virginia, that doesn't matter. You had NC State averaging 80 points a game, and they wound up with 50. So that right there kind of shows you that uh, – that is going to um, definitely fall just based off of the pace of play that the Wahoos play at. They always take you below your uh, your scoring level. Then we got uh, points average uh, defense per game. UVA is giving up 60 points uh, a game, which is 10, almost just 10 points uh, difference, point differential a game, which is really good for them as well. Then you got Duke, uh, who's averaging... Uh, or giving up 64.1 points uh, a game. So, you know, they're right there at about seven points a game spread uh, differential for beating teams. This is a stat that I think is really important, and it's assist. If UVA can move the ball around the way that they have been and share the ball, they're one of the top assisting teams in college basketball, 16 Point three uh, points a game, uh, assist a game. Excuse me. And and Duke averages fourteen point six. That two differential is is a big deal. I think if UVA is is assisting the ball, sharing the ball the way that they they typically do, it's it's always going to be a uh, a headache for whoever they play. That's also a a um a a indication of possibly players getting open shots because, you know, there's a term called the hockey pass where, you know, you got, you know, two or three passes or excuse me, one or two passes that gets, you know, uh, a player in good position. But then there's usually a third pass or a fourth pass that gets somebody totally, completely wide open. And the, the, the defense can't rotate enough to catch up to that open shooter. And that's what UVA is great at is getting like the hockey pass out. So the assists are a big deal in this game. And if they can share the ball like they usually do, and you're looking at a, um, a UVA team that should win comfortably. Uh, field goal percentage, UVA shooting 50%, uh, actually 50.3. Duke shooting 49.9. So they're pretty much identical on that. Three-point percentage, 
this is a this is a surprising number because you usually see Duke with a much higher uh, three point percentage. Uh, Duke is shooting thirty two point three percent from deep. That's not good. That is terrible for them. Usually they're such one of the better jump shooting three point shooting teams in college basketball in general, not just the ACC. And to see them down like that is probably the reason why they've lost more games and you see them usually lose at this time of the year. UVA shooting 38% from three. So there we go. You know, now that they're shooting, you know, uh, a nice clip 38% uh, from, from the three-point range, I think uh, they're going to continue that this uh, afternoon in the JPJ. Thanks again for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Please hear from, plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. So let's talk about some players here and some stats and kind of where they sit. Uh, you know, we're going to go with, uh, start with Duke. Duke right now, of course, you know, when we're, when we're looking at what Duke actually is, as far as their scores, their score is a big man named Kyle Filipowski, who is very talented. Um, the man can play multiple, or he can score for multiple positions. Great rebounder. Uh, he's averaging 15 points, nine rebounds, and one assist. So that's kind of where their talent, you know, and, and kind of where most of their scoring is coming from. And, and he's a great player. I'm very curious to see how Coach Ben is going to guard him. I expect to see a Ryan Dunn sighting. Uh, I, I think when you have a big man, kind of a, uh, a power forward, you know, who can score on the block, he can shoot a little bit. I think you want somebody big or bigger and athletic. And when I mean bigger, I mean something big, someone bigger than a regular sized guard. That's Ryan Dunn. Ryan Dunn's like 6'8", you know, 200-some uh, pounds, uh, a little over 200 pounds. I think he can play that position and play that long, athletic, um, hybrid, kind of a three- small forward, power forward kind of a defensive position. He's done that, and he's done well when he's come in on spot duty. So look for Ryan Dunn to get some time. Look for an opportunity. I mean, I think you're going to run Caden. They're getting back to normal. Instead of the small ball mentality that they've had, I think Kyle, excuse me, I think Ben Vanderplas is going to get time as well. But I'm looking for his minutes to decline. But I'm thinking Ryan Dunn's numbers come up. And, of course, Caden number, uh, minutes come up as well. Uh, second player, they have Jeremy Roach. Jeremy Roach is a guard, uh, averaging 12.6, 2.7 rebounds, and 2.9 assists, which is not a lot of assists. Um, I mean, it, it, it's it's a decent amount, but I'm, I'm confused. I usually don't – like I said, these are, these are foreign numbers to me. Usually Duke's guards play a little bit better than this as far as distributing and being able to shoot from outside. It's not that great from a percentage standpoint. I'm a three-point shooter either. 
And then you got Ryan Young, uh, another guard. Uh, he's averaged 7.8 points, 6.3 um, rebounds, and 1.4 um, assists or forward. So that's Duke's scoring, you know, and I'm looking for another shutdown performance from this University of Virginia team. They totally shut down the top offense in the ACC. I think it's time to sorry, start um, getting some, uh, some open up and open up a can on Duke right now. UVA, like I said, Tony Bennett, I know that he's eyeballing. I know he knows that he's lost a lot more to Duke than he ever has any other team in the ACC. I think that 5-13 record is really starting to uh, uh, something that I think Tony Bennett knows that uh, they usually come away with a loss, but they can do this. They only get one shot. They only play them once this year. There's Every now and then, You'll get teams at UVA or, you know, you'll play one of the major teams. You play one of them twice, which is, you know, you'll get NC twice, North Carolina. And then you may get Duke once. And that's kind of happened this year. Or maybe you get Duke twice and North Carolina once. It kind of flip-flops sometimes. And you know you have a golden year or a tough year when you got you play Duke twice and North Carolina twice. But for, for UVA this year, they only have – Duke once, and this is the time to strike, make them pay, and uh, continue on with your defensive resurgence with that pack line defense. Uh, let's talk about our Wahoos as far as their scoring. You got Jaden Gardner averaging 11.5 points uh, a game, 5.1 assists, excuse me, 5.1 rebounds and one assist, uh, who's been the steadying force for this team. He's turned back into the go-to man, the go-to player that he was last year took him a little bit to, to get that you know to get his engine started You're pulling that cord to get it started they finally uh got him started and we're looking at a player who is a um is is, is comfortable right now he's making his mid-range shots he's distributing the ball he's rebounding really well Jaden gardner's back but he creates a problem because he's a a power forward position wise who can shoot mid-range. So that really opens up a lot of things for when your outside guys need to shoot threes. Uh, Jaden Gardner's making his uh, outside shots. And then he's running the floor and getting into the uh, paint and getting fouled as well. Just absolutely fabulous how he's playing right now. Also, uh, the next player who we have to get back on track, he, he's fallen off the last couple games, had a you know subpar performances in those last two games. It's Almond Franklin. Still averaging 12 points, four rebounds, and 1.3 assists. Uh, they got to get him going. You know, he does shoot uh, 39% from three. So, you know, he, he, he's the player. When he's on fire and he's shooting the way he is, his team's almost unbeatable uh, this year. So they got to get his energy up, and they got to get him making his outside shots. Next on the hit list is Reese Beekman. 10.2 points. Points a game, uh, 3.1 rebounds, and 5 assists. Now, Reese Beekman has gotten a lot more aggressive offensively, and I think that's just because of how he feels physically. He probably feels a lot better after the major injury that he had uh, when he pulled his hamstring at the beginning of the year. It could have been a lot worse the way he fell, but Reese Beekman is looking good. He's elevating. He, you know, he went on a break and dunked 
on a man trying to block him from the back, which I think should have been a foul, but they never called it. But Reese Bigman, probably at 90% now, the way that he drove the ball and dunked it uh, uh, this year, uh, last game. And then he tried a ridiculous highlight uh, dunk, you know, and he missed it. But you could just see his legs are coming back and he's jumping, uh, ready to jump over some people. Also, Reese Beekman is shooting 43% from three-point range as well. So UVA is, 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 you know, they are in their position for a reason, number eight in the country. And probably going to go up. They get this win, they're going to probably go up another uh, ranking or two. Then we got Kihei Clark averaging 11.4 points, 2.8 uh, assists, excuse me, rebounds and six assists. The little general, the heart and soul of the team. He's playing the best he's played all year. And quite frankly, probably the MVP of the league or MVP of, the team, of this team for sure, in my opinion. So... Keys to the game. But before we get to the keys, thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On Virginia Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, here, your big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So, yeah, my tale of the tape you've just heard. Now, let me give you keys to the game one thing about this duke team they will definitely offensive rebound that's just because they don't shoot that well but they do a great job of getting on the boards frustrating you wearing you out and getting extra shots they hustle uva has to box out they have to find a body put your back on them hold them there until the ball comes off the rim go get the rebound start your offense or your break or whatever you're getting ready to do so that's the first thing I think they need to do is box out, you know, this Duke team, limit their shots, rebound the ball, start your offense. Also, make Filipowski work. Uh, you know, I said that we should possibly have a Ryan Dunn sighting. That's exactly what I mean, making him work. You have Ryan Dunn on him. You'll play Bennett Vanderplas on him. You'll play Jaden Gardner on him. And then in a pinch, you know, when Pop is not guarding their center, uh, you know, he had Caden in there, possibly. Give Filipowski a lot of different looks from different types of defenders. Wear his ass out. That's what you have to do. You know, when you have a pretty good player, and he's a pretty good player. I got to give him his props. Uh, he plays tough, and he can score multiple ways. So get people out there and give him just a versatile you know, let him see different types of bodies in front of him, different things that he may have to do to mess up his rhythm of play. Uh, and also, no turnovers. If you cut down, make sure you're not turnovers. They played a great game last week with the turnovers. They had maybe five turnovers, six turnovers. If they can do that, we're looking at a blowout. Okay? Um, I'm going to say, you know, just for, for number's sake, I'm going to say 71 to 59, but it could be worse than that if UVA handles business like I think that they can do. So make sure you guys get there 4 o'clock. Uh, get to the JPJ if you don't get your tickets. Get there if you can somehow or, you know, sit down in front of your TV at 4 p.m. and check this game out. I'll be there reporting. You will see me uh, in the press box there and you'll um, 
be able to get my post game uh, now uh, as well through Locked On. And then I'll probably do a post game with my man, Casey Pozalia. And uh, we're going to talk some more uh, Wahoo basketball, you know, especially with this game ending. Uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, then we'll also talk about baseball starting up. He's going to be my baseball correspondent. So thank you guys, as always, for supporting Locked On, supporting Big Law. And uh, let's keep this train running, man. This is beautiful. Um, of course, uh, sun's out. Ready to have a great time. And I'm ready to be in Charlottesville. So I'll see you guys there a little later. Thank you for making Locked On Virginia your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear the big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. See you guys later, and wah-wah.